Welcome to Dead House. I'm Dylan. I'm Nathan. And we are going to head into another movie review today. But before we, we do, how are you? I'm good. I'm right. Just good? finished off some Nando's for lunch, and so my mouth is a little bit spicy still. Yeah, the black quinoa, whatever <laughs> oh, that was. It was yeah, a salad that was eighty percent quinoa and seeds and shit. It looked questionable, but it Fuck, smelled good. It was tasty though. I'll be honest. And uh, you're tired. We're both tired. Yeah, had the had the pre podcast coffee with yep. an extra shot as usual, and it's slowly starting to do its job. So we just got to get more energy. Well, I was up till midnight trying to figure out how to. <laughs> How to upload our first episode. So you're listening to this, what, we're like a few episodes in advance now, so... All right. (laughs) So uh, today we are reviewing The Witch, 2015 horror film written, directed by your man, Robert Eggers. (laughs) Yeah, so same same guy that did The Lighthouse, which obviously, if you've listened to the second episode, is one of my favorite horror movies. Mm. And this was his first movie that he actually made as a director. Yeah, his debut feature, yeah. Yeah, he'd already done a couple of short films and movies and stuff like that. Mm. But this was the first time he had the full reins of a big budget. Yeah, that's right. For lack of a better term, not really Hollywood. I think it was premiered at the Cannes Film Festival and then picked up by A24. The Cannes, I think it's pronounced. Shut up, man. (laughs) The Cannes Film Festival. Omelette du Flamage. Exactly. Yeah, so this was his first time with a a big production that kind of just came off really good mm. and obviously it kind of spawned his career he's gone on to do the lighthouse the northman he's got another one coming out can't remember what that one is called or about but i'm looking forward to it <laughs> i haven't seen the northman but is that like that's like vikings and stuff it is vikings it? i've yeah. also not seen it because vikings aren't really my mm. thing like they're not my aesthetic yeah but especially after watching this because I'll say before we get into it, Pilgrim time mm. and those olden day handmaiden, handmaiden's tale times. Yeah. Also, not really my shtick, but it kind of worked very well with this movie. So I'm I'm excited for the Northman. He just that. he just seems to like his like period pieces. Like he makes a lot of these films that were yeah. I mean, this one is set in the 17th century. Yeah, 16, so 16 We're going back. Oh, I don't know, 1630s or 50s, something like that. Yeah. When the New World started heading to mm. America. Because it's set in New England, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Pre, um, Pre-America, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so anyway, to, to, to put it simply, uh, The Witch is it's a story that follows a religious family of seven uh, in the 1600s New England who believe they are cursed, essentially. Yeah, I'd say that's a... That's accurate. Yeah. Um, interestingly as well, well, I suppose we should mention who's in it too. <laughs> so it's starring Anya Taylor-Joy and Ralph Ineson? Ineson? I, yeah, I, I, I call sure it Ineson. Yeah. yeah. This was Anya Taylor-Joy's debut film, feature film appearance as well. So yeah, She's obviously going to have a pretty, pretty successful career. Mm. A lot of auteurs, like directors that have, you know, Writer directors that have a distinct style often reuse actors as well because they create such a good rapport with them. Yeah, they understand and, each other's style. And yeah. obviously, it must be a good like working relationship if they keep going back. And the mm. Actors keep being no. I'll, I'll work with this director again. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, an interesting thing about this film as well is it was shot in a one point six six to one aspect ratio. So that's like that's not far off a square, <laughs> using only natural light and candles. 
Yep, always always appreciate that when they try to make it as realistic as possible. Yeah. You know, blatant spotlights in, yeah, the, in, the yeah. sixth, in the 17th century forest. Well, you know what I hate is when, particularly in horror, because there's often scenes shot in darkness, is when there'll be someone in like, you know, an old house or something, and they've got like a flashlight on their phone or something, but you can clearly still look around <laughs> with your eyes. It's just lit too, it's like, it's not dim enough for the scene. Yeah, it, it's as dim as it needs to be. Yeah. But I guess they want to show the viewer everything. Yeah. Who knows? Whereas in The Witch, like, it's really dark because they're relying on, like, moonlight or sunlight yeah. or candles. So there's, there's, there's a very small, like, very brief shot near the beginning where it's it's very short, but it's just the, the family sitting around a campfire. Mm. And you see the light coming off the fire onto them and then behind them and around it is just pure darkness. Yeah, it's yeah. It's great. And I feel like if you're going to shoot a film that's set in that time, you it's like a given, isn't it? You've got to have to use as many natural resources as possible if you want to be authentic or give that authentic style. Yeah, and it's definitely, definitely an authentic style in this because he also obviously did the entire movie in like the like the language, the, the speaking that yeah. they do is very like that time mm, period. Very archaic language. Yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting to hear because it's all the uh, woods thou like the yeah. taste of butter and thou and thee thou. and thy. Yeah, yeah, that appeals to me as well because it like that with the lack of technology in the production of it really puts you there. It's immersive, that's for sure. Yeah, and um, interesting too. At the end of the film, they've got that title card where they actually explain that a lot of the dialogue came from official, like formal sources from like yeah. the the witch hunt trials and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Like journals that they'd they'd found, and some of the dialogues pulled directly from that. I forgot that because because <laughs> you had never seen this again. Like yeah, Psycho. yeah, no. yeah, We I, went into this, we watched this together, and I had seen it I think once or twice before, and this was your first exposure to it. Yeah, it, it's one of those movies that it's on my ever growing list of movies that mm. I need to watch but don't have time for. Yeah, and I'll say now it should have been the top of the list. It see, was it was really good. See, this almost made my top five <laughs> when we had that. When we had to make some harsh cuts, this was this was drafted at least to like my top eight. I, I don't know why, but I I axed it. But it's good. It, it is definitely good. It, it's to, good for me. For me, it doesn't quite be that lighthouse, but you mm. know, each. Well, to you got to remember this was his first as well. Yeah, but this is a lot easier to watch than the lighthouse. Yeah, like it, the it lighthouse makes very, more sense. It makes much. It, more even sense. though it's got like some supernatural elements, it makes more sense. Yeah, it's it's a. It's a very linear story. Yeah. And it makes very spiritual and religious films. Mm. Anyway, what do you reckon? We should probably start going through the film. Yep. Uh, if you haven't already seen The Witch, go watch it now before you listen to this because we're just full spoilers. We're going to spoil everything in the movie. Yeah. As opposed to when we did Psycho, I mean, that came out in 1960, so it was your own fault if you didn't know. <laughs> it was also one of the biggest horror yeah. movies of all time, so everyone yeah. knew everything about it, whereas The Witch might have flown under your radar mm. or something like that. So. Mm. Definitely watch it first, yeah. I recommend, before knowing anything going into it. Yeah, sweet. All right. So, the film opens with the family on trial. So, there's been some kind of religious dispute. Yeah. There's been I, a clash of ideologies. I'll say the movie, a lot of the dialogue in it, it's kind of a mix of it being the old dialogue. So, you kind of hit with that to start with. So, you've got to try and decipher it halfway mm. through. Uh, and then also, the dialogue's a little quiet. It took me a little bit to figure out what was happening in that scene. Yeah. they Because they're Puritans, mm. I believe is what they're called, so they're religious yeah. to the bone. Uh, and I think it's that they were too religious for the new world. Yeah. And the the village kind of says, look, you, you're a bit too hardcore for us. Either renounce your ways 
or mm. leave. They might have been wanting to move into more of a democracy rather than just sort of paganistic. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What what's been written in scripture is the be all end all. Yeah. Hot take, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- that's fair. Actually, I kind of you, you can only really sort of see that it's it's a trial given that they're like standing up before a panel and there's people seated behind them. Yeah, and yeah, from the get go, it looks like all of the extras in the in the audience and stuff like they look like they're shunning the people, mm. definitely outcasting the, yeah. the family. Yeah, and so yeah, some something's happened. Um, they get banished from the settlement. Um, I also love. William, the father's voice. I was going to say that. As soon as the movie starts and you hear it, yeah. God damn. He's, I wish I had that voice. <laughs> it's, it's like this awesome, deep... He's got a metal voice. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he could front metal band. He has smoked cigarettes every day of his <laughs> life since he was in the womb. Yeah. Um, Wakes up, gargles gravel. <laughs> yeah. Awesome voice though. Um, yeah. And he's sort of like gives this short rebuttal and then they're ousted. So they, um, yeah, it shows them kind of making a home in this small cottage, uh, kind of like on the outskirts of this forest. And there's this failing crop and it, uh, it's not that dilapidated really. It's just like a, I don't know what it's made of, but it's a, it's not a hut. Like it's a, well, it looks quite nice. Cause did, do you think they built that or did they find that? Because they would have had to... Mm. Like, why would they be a hut already built? They've probably built up this little yeah. tiny homestead for themselves. They don't actually give a time frame at this point, but I th- I assume this is a significant period beyond yeah. the trial. Because I think throughout the film, it looks like one of the buildings is sort of half built. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, they've just kind of started making up their own little home away from banished home. Yeah, and uh, a lot of like extreme long shots of the landscape as well. Yeah, beautiful, like beautiful landscape. long shots where, you know, in, instead of going with that more conventional horror style of like tracking a character, it'll just be like way back. Something I noticed a lot in this film too is there's very suspenseful and tense music and a lot of the times yes. it's for nothing. Like it, yeah, yeah. It, it's just a shot of the woods and it's super tense and it's intensifying and building up to something. Mm, like chaotic string sections and yeah. things like that. It's almost as if they're just trying to show that the forest is this supernatural mm. place where weird things happen and yeah. maybe you shouldn't go there. It's sort of forbidden to them. It is interesting. I, that's one of the first things you notice too is is the score is so intense and dramatic and it's not to build suspense because like nothing's happening. You've got this static long shot of this family just going about their business as the sun sets and then you've got this like <laughs> intense music playing. It's um, like you said, it could almost like foreshadow things to come, but... Yeah, so it shows the family kind of going about their business and we get Anya Taylor-Joy's character, Thomason, um, the oldest daughter, playing peekaboo with their newborn son, Samuel. Yep, and it's a so, good good back and forth because it, it shows it from the baby's point of view with her doing peekaboo, then her point of view mm, looking at the baby, then the back to the baby, and then back to her. And what's happened? Yeah. Baby gone. And her expression suddenly changes and then... And yeah. you don't hear anything, you don't see anything. It's just her covering her face. <laughs> Then, you know, peekabooing the child. Is peekabooing a verb? Sure, it is now. It is now. Um, (laughs) And, I don't know, they're like, what, 100 meters? Yeah, far. From the forest. So, if something came and took the kid, like... It was fucking quick. It was quick. Because, yeah, yeah, she she doesn't have a face covered for that long. Standard peekaboo time, you know. (laughs) Um, We all know that that unit of measurement. (laughs) Immediately, Mm. they just think, oh, it's a wolf. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, they're in the forest. Yeah. It's got to be a wolf. Very unnerving early on in the film. This is in like, you know, the first 10 minutes. And uh, then we get a shot of this naked old woman sacrificing the newborn in a ritual yep. and kind of like 
mashes the kid up with a wooden staff and smears the I was not expecting it, the, the movie herself. to be this I don't even know the word for it. Uh ballsy straight mm. out of the bat. Yeah. Because it's it's a naked baby, a naked old lady, obviously a witch of some kind. Yeah. Uh and at first I swear to God, I thought she was gonna like circumcise it or something. Yeah. That's the knife and I was getting a bit worried, but yeah. then it, it cuts and doesn't actually show a killing the baby mm. but then she shows her like mushing stuff up and it's almost like a fly on the wall shot like it's it's yeah. way back in the corner of the room and well i did a, a single bit, i did a little bit of research and yeah. apparently in witch law we all know about that okay uh an ingredient in like witches potions that they use to make themselves and their broomsticks fly right. is unbaptized baby blood and fat interesting so okay i don't know if a hundred percent that's what the you know, <laughs> Robert Eggers was going for. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's it's in their sort of mythology that mm. witches use unbaptized children blood wow. to levitate. So this is early in the film and, and you're seeing newborn children get, you know, pistol and mortared. So <laughs> yes, it's yeah. uh it, it's pretty gnarly. They don't they don't fuck around. And then we work out through dialogue that the next scene is about a week later. Yeah, so it's been a week since the baby's been butchered. Yeah, so you know, it shows Thomasin waking up to her grieving mother, Catherine, and, you know, who treats her very coldly and obviously blames her yeah, very it's, much it's, it's for very, the disappearance. Yeah, it's very apparent that the mother definitely blames her. It shows, obviously, it's like tearing this family apart and, you know, the mother just kind of like wails in bed all day and does very little. So Thomasin's having to step up as a teenager, I suppose, and do a lot of those you know, of the time, like the housework duties. <laughs> yep, yep. The and it does a really good yeah. job of showing, though, the the grief that I mean, it's a mother that just lost her newborn baby. Mm. Like that's of course you'd be distraught and yeah. not be able to get out of bed, not eat, not sleep. Mm. And then it also just sort of to to go against that, it also shows the father dealing it with it in a different way. He's not as I don't know depressed or anything yeah. like that. He's kind of just trying to move on with his life. Yeah, he's, he's just he's, accepted that it's happened. It's yeah. a fact. He, he's got four more. <laughs> he's got to carry the family, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah. And then we get uh, some interesting shots of the family kind of going about their daily business. Like Thomason goes down and collects some water and and some eggs, and while William and the eldest son Caleb go hunting. Um, there's an interesting part here where she's going through like the chicken coop and finds an egg, a single egg. Yeah. And then there's an egg that's kind of hatched, and the chick is dead and all bloodied and just sitting there in the shell. Yeah, I didn't know. That early on, if it was meant to signify that something's sort of going wrong on the blackbird mm. farm, yeah. or if that's just a, a, a part of the life of being a farmer, sometimes you yeah. see a dead dead chicken coming out of its egg. Yeah, a bit of both, I think. Yeah, it's a fair point, actually. Father and the eldest son, they're out in the woods now hunting. Uh, the father, William, confesses to Caleb uh, that he traded the mother Catherine's silver cup, I think it was, yeah. I think um, it was the, uh, for the hunting gear. Yeah, her father's silver cup that he left her i guess mm. for yeah the hunting gear to try and catch a well the wolf that stole yeah. the baby really yeah it was like what was it like a some sort of rifle a bunch of snares there's like i think a, a bear trap a bear trap yep. yeah so it must have been worth a bit like this is 1600s and he got a rifle out of a cup so you know it was it was a decent <laughs> you know that, that old magic trick getting a getting a rifle out of a cup <laughs> uh yeah so this is where you know they kind of share that bond together between the father and son i suppose they've got that honesty and caleb doesn't really react to that too well he kind of gets angry doesn't he about like william trying to move on so soon after samuel's disappearance and yeah not allowing time to grieve yeah a lot of that scene too is 
the dialogue in it is Caleb saying, well, pretty much being afraid of like the unknown and what happens mm. after death because they're very religious, obviously. And the baby, I can't remember the baby's name, was Samuel. Samuel was not baptized. Oh, okay. They, they were cast out, I think, before he could be baptized. Mm. And so Caleb, the, the little boy, is sort of struggling with what that means of, from our beliefs, that means mm. the little baby is going to hell. Is my little brother in hell? Yeah, interesting. And he's I'd... freaking out because of that, and he can't yeah. wrap his brain around that. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. That's that makes sense. And then yeah, so the father is trying to sort of like calm the, the son down, but he can't because it's his beliefs. Mm. He, he would or he also believes that Samuel has gone to hell. Yeah. So how do you calm someone down when you can't disregard what they're worried about? We've got the father and son hunting while Thomason's gone about the daily chores while Catherine grieves and they see this hare uh, still in the woods in the middle of nowhere. So Hare he... is in like bunny. <laughs> yes. No. Not a There's hair. There's a single strand in the leaf litter. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a bit of a clarification the there. Yeah. I mean, I assume it's a hair. It looked like a hair. I, I it's bigger it's hair. and longer it ears. It looks I creepy. Know. I don't know if all hairs look like that, but it's just bug-eyed staring at yeah. them. Well, I think it's deliberately creepy looking for reasons... <laughs> yet to be shown to the audience. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, so he tries to shoot the hair and the gun like backfires in his eye, which, yeah. I don't know, it hurt. <laughs> well, yeah. He just it, kind of like, he's struggling for a bit and then, you know, yeah. the I next mean, shot they're walking back, but... I don't know. Why, why was that in there though? Was that just to show that they're not hunters? I think it was to show, it could be that, but I more saw it as a sign of things going wrong. Like, it was oh, suspicious. Okay, so it's like a bad omen type Yeah. Thing. Like, okay. he, he finally sees some food, goes to shoot it, and the gun plays up at the same day. There's a dead chick in the egg. Like, this is the start of things going wrong for this family. Yeah, okay, I like that. Yeah, and then they go back. Uh, I think this is sort of still that same day, and the twins, two young children, are playing around with their pet goat, Black Phillip. And we see the relationship between the mother and daughter definitely is tense. Yeah, so this is where Thomason is down by the brook. She's like washing clothes or getting water or something and Caleb, the eldest son, joins her and something seems off and she's, you know, trying to ask him what's wrong and he refuses to tell and then I think the girl, isn't it, the young girl, like pops up from behind some grass. Yeah, Mercy. And, the yeah, young, young twin. Mercy, yeah, and she's uh, having a go at them and accuses Thomason of being a witch for the disappearance of the newborn Samuel and... She decides to, to roll with it and says, yeah, you're right. I am a witch. I'll curse you and I'll eat your insides or whatever she says. Takes and it a little bit too fast. Starts, yeah. <laughs> gets on top of the little girl, starts just like abusing her. Just starts. Yeah. She runs off screaming yeah, back to yeah. the back to the cottage. Not, not the smartest idea. Yeah. So this obviously plants a seed as well in the narrative where it comes back to bite her later on because Heavily, they yeah. have like such firm beliefs in, you know, things like that. Yeah. Not a smart choice on her part. Like a, a very religious in that time as well with the the whole folk tales of witches and stuff you don't want to you don't want anyone to think you're yeah. a witch don't even put that out of the end of the universe that's right and so this sees i think the kid run back mercy runs back to the the cottage to taking a bit of the piss <laughs> and the next scene i think is the family at dinner that night and they're sort of praying uh really interesting okay, shot of the candles yeah. like a lot of good symmetry with the shadows and everything really nice really nicely shot yeah and then the the mother starts questioning the silver chalice, right? Yeah. She, she's realized that it's missing and it kind of immediately blames Thomason. Yeah, just straight up like, accuses her and yeah, asks, I, like, I saw where you, is I it? I saw you playing with it the other day. What have you done with it? Yeah. Yeah, which is obviously another example of the strain on their relationship. Yeah. And, and then William is just sitting back, not saying anything because he's obviously the one that stole the cup, mm. but he's he's quite happy 
to let Thomason take the fall for it. Well, he was kind of defending her. He's like, oh, she said she hasn't touched it. Stop asking okay. her about it. But like him and Caleb at this point, willingly knowing that he was the one who took it and not speaking up. Like that's your first red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the interesting thing about this scene as well is there's like very little eye contact. So it's a very tense scene. One of those awkward family dinners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, a good way to build that tension. Uh, and then we see, I think it's that same night, Thomason goes out with the lantern for whatever reason into the, like the animal pen and sees that same hair that the father tried to shoot. Okay, so it's, yeah, so, so it's followed them back to the uh, to the barn house. Yeah, no, not much really happens. It just yeah, because you start hearing that rustling nearby that kind of happens periodically throughout the film yep. when something bad's about to happen. It's like someone's creeping around, but obviously no one's there. So it's after the scene where the hair's in the pen, and we get the parents arguing in bed. Uh, the mother Catherine is worried about them starving because of the failing crops and not having access to the resources they had back at the plantation. Mm-hmm sort of confesses her some of her true feelings towards Thomason and they actually like debate sending her away to like work for another family. Yeah, it's not even debating. I think they pretty much agree. They settle. Oh, yep, go go in with Thomason, find a nice... She's of age now, so time to find yeah. her family so she can go to work. And then, yeah, I guess that's one, one less person in the household to try mm. and feed. And Because this is when I think we had to put subtitles on. Yeah. When we were watching the film, the dialogue was that that quiet yeah because they're whispering trying not to wake anyone and then it's that old english style of talking so mm. subtitles came on <laughs> and this is interesting too because they're in the bedroom downstairs i believe and the kids are upstairs and at one point like halfway through the conversation when it starts to be about thomas and being sent away Catherine yells out like kids you asleep or whatever <laughs> and they're all it you know the camera pans up to show them awake listening very intently but yeah like yeah, not daring to breathe yeah because the rest the rest of the scene it the conversation well the, the focus shifts from being on the parents to the camera stays on the children the whole time where yeah they're just awake listening to their parents fight yeah another cool shot too you've got four kids in this room crowded around this single candle then we get caleb he wants to like steal the horse and run away but is he is he trying to he, he's not running away so he yeah in the middle of the night he leaves with a lantern yeah. to get the horse cuz he wants to go i believe find the wolf right okay. i think yeah i'm pretty sure he's just trying to man up yeah and okay provide for his family even though he's like what a 10 year old 12 year old boy True. something like that yeah cuz he knows now where the the trap is mm. so he's taken the gun he's taken the horse and thomason catches him mm. in the barn and says demands to go with d- him. Demands to go with him. Says if you don't let me come with you right now, I'm gonna scream for mum and dad. Yeah. And so the two of them set off middle of the night. Smart idea, always. Yeah. <laughs> to go to the to the to the bear trap where William had previously taken Caleb. And they bring the dog as well, don't they? they? Yeah, yeah. They have a hunting dog. Yeah, and they come across that same hair yet again. It's just sitting there, and it's spooking out horse <laughs> like it rears and everything and. Thomason's on the horse, like she falls, and then it like cuts to black. Yeah, so, I think. Yeah, so he he runs off after the hare. Yeah, which leaves her behind, and, and then, then she kind of comes to, doesn't she? Yeah, like alone in the forest. <laughs> yeah, we've we've all been there after. A night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so she was like knocked out or whatever. Caleb goes after the the dog that shot off after the hare, and hears it like yelp or something. Finds the dog disemboweled. Yeah, on the fucking ground. mutilated. Yeah, great it, shot. Which. I mean, you'd, at, the, at this point, they probably think it's... Well, he probably thinks it's the wolf again because that's what he's out there, I guess, hunting. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, what was that? Was that, like, the witch that did that? So, the hare, I think, was just, like, a lure. 
And then when the dog went after it and he knew the kid would go after the dog, it was just like something killed the dog. Probably not a hair. Probably ha- not the hair. Hair card's like, they got, they got big teeth, man. Great big fangs and red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Where rabbit. Oh, yep. fuck. That was such a good... What was it? Wallace and Gromit. Wallace That's and Gromit. Called. Yeah, Curse of... What was it? <laughs> Curse, Curse the of the Were-Rabbit. Thomason's on her own. The dog's killed. The horse, I think, has just run off yeah, into the forest. Yeah, I don't think you ever see the horse again. And Caleb's on his own, wandering around, and then he hears the he, father calling he, out. He, no, he looks, Doesn't he? Te- no, he looks terrified to start with because mm. he's now alone and it's starting to get brighter. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's middle of the night it, it, anymore. Yeah, yeah. There's a funny moment where he's obviously seen his father do it, but he tries to like whistle with his fingers and yeah. nothing comes out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we've all been there. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't do that. I can't whistle with my fingers. But Let me, let me try. <laughs> I don't know what you meant to do. Do you? It was almost something. Anyway. Yeah, so he's afraid that didn't work. And mm. I don't think he hears, because you hear the father's voice on the screen, but it then shifts to Thomason. So Thomason hears the voice. Oh, because she runs back to him, yeah. Yeah, and so doesn't hear anything. He just stumbles mm. across. Uh, very much reminded me of like Hansel and Gretel style. Yeah, like an old hut kind just of thing. Old Smoke hut. coming out of it. Yeah, so obviously mm. the, the lair of something yeah. or someone. He comes upon the hut and then this like black clad pretty lady emerges, like shows some leg and obviously beckoning him oh, man, back, to come in. Back in those days, Looks, showing that ankle, that is yeah. scandalous. <laughs> obviously being very seductive and suspicious and Yeah, okay, kind of... so there's a there's a little bit we skipped over actually. Yeah. So the the reason Caleb was so uncomfortable at the start of the movie is because He's kind of having these lingering looks at his sister. Yeah, he's, is, he's, a pre, he's a pubescent boy. He's a, he's he's, a prepubescent boy. He's, he's starting to question his own feelings. Yeah, He's getting to that age, so he's kind of starting they, to notice. They got outcasts. There's limited limited <laughs> options, you know, in the forest. No, 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 no. It almost looks like he doesn't enjoy it because he's, at that age, he's scared. He's like, oh, yeah. what's happening? It's he's definitely uncomfortable. Yeah, so yeah. he, I think he still slowly approaches though. Mm. And then the witch like sort of goes the pretty witch goes kissing starts kissing him yeah and then her hand it's a great shot like the it's, old like yeah very shining very hand. shining-esque yeah, where it starts yes, a beautiful it, woman it exactly reminded me of the shining i was gonna mention that yeah i'm glad it cut there though because like her arm comes around and it's an old wrinkled hand mm. that obviously belongs to something else yeah and then it cuts so you don't see any more yeah and it cut, it's good it, it really leaves it up to the imagination it, it never shows you what goes down there like later in the movie, mm. there's certain things where something's about to happen, it cuts, and you don't see what's going to happen, which yeah, I think is a lot better because nothing that they would be able to film mm. is as scary as something you would imagine. Yeah, you're right. They do that a lot in the film where something intense is about to happen and you'll have, yeah, the shot cuts where something significant is about to go down, but also from a music perspective, like the really intense music is of mundane shots. Mm. And when things like getting grabbed by the witch when you're making out with a pretty lady and getting dragged into the hut, <laughs> when that happens, it's like almost silent. Yeah. So there's a really interesting juxtaposition it, between the it, audio and the visual. Yeah, it, it creates a lot of intensity when there is none. Yeah. And then that when something tense or something is happening, it's silence. And so that's even more eerie. Yeah. It's just like you're constantly unsettled. Yeah. And uh, so then we get the parents interrogating Thomason, who's obviously run back to her father's calls, and she's like cowering in the corner from her mother. She's obviously terrified. Yeah. And you know she's like flinching whenever the mother kind of yells something at her, and because this is two children who have now 
disappeared on her watch. Exactly. It's not, it's not really looking good for her. Yeah. And, but the father at this point, like, William still backs her, I believe. He's still... Yeah. He's still yeah. trying the, to defend her. The father her. very much is still... He's a, he's a family man. He, he wants everyone to get along and he wants to protect them. Yeah. There's like a storm coming in because, you know, the parents are arguing. William's like, oh, I'm going to go mm. go out and find him. She's Yeah, this is where the mother takes like a bit of a turn, which is actually good. Yeah. Because, yeah, William is not... I don't care. Was like, Rain it's doesn't like, who, bother me. Who cares me. if I get wet? Yeah. yeah, who cares? He's going out to find his son. And then the mother sort of has a bit of a, a, a turn. It's like, well, no. Like, mm. don't be ridiculous. If you go out chasing him, you something might happen to you. Yeah. And I think even then, she's she beckons Thomason to come over. And it's like, no, it's, I think she says I don't blame you or something like that. And so mm. she's starting to maybe realize that... Yeah, she actually, like, kisses her on the forehead. I believe so, it's yeah. It's like one minute berating her. <laughs> Next it, minute, yeah. It, it is funny, Something. though. Because, yeah, there's that scene. And then Thomason says, I don't think anyone's bed the goats yet. Like, put their bedding down. Yeah. I'll go do it. <laughs> it's really funny because I thought the mother was going to be like... No, 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 no. I heard you laugh here and I yeah. didn't know what you were laughing at. So I'm interested to hear what you say. The mother, and I thought the mother was going to be like, don't be ridiculous. It's raining. Stay in here. Yeah. She, <laughs> she kisses her on the, on the foreheads like, hurry back. <laughs> no, keep going out into that storming yeah. rain and do don't, your chores and then come back. <laughs> don't forget the second layer as well. Yeah. <laughs> but be quick. Yeah. So that, that, that okay, tickled me a little that. bit. Yeah. That, that was funny. Um, yeah. So anyway, she goes outside in the rain and then we get a naked Caleb stumbling back. Kind yeah. of just collapses out, outside the house and um, they bring him in, lay him down on a bed and uh, he's like covered in cuts as well. He's got like yeah, cuts. He's got like sores him. on his mouth and mm, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and then they start doing prehistoric medicine. <laughs> I think they, they're yeah, like bloodletting, I, I think it's called, where, because obviously he's sick, he's like shaking, he's probably got fucking hypothermia or all sorts of bad shit. Yeah. And so they wrap his stomach for some reason. I don't mm. know what that was for. Maybe he had cuts there. And then put a little bowl next to his head and just put a little slice in his forehead so yeah. the blood comes out. Yeah, it was which, like draining it into a bowl from yeah. his eyebrow. Well, that's something. something they actually did back in the day. Was it to like trying to relieve pressure or something? Or <laughs> No. Was it like noth- a prayer? Nothing that scientific. It was because they, a lot of the time, thought that what was making you sick or ill was a toxin in your blood or even a curse in your blood. Right. So by releasing the blood, like you're getting some of that toxic shit out of you. Oh, okay. Which, I mean... It does have its merits because these days we still yeah. use leeches to get blood out yeah. of people, but it's not because there's, you know, curses in our blood. Yeah. It's because there's certain things in our blood yeah. that we don't need. Yeah, true. See, I thought this was really interesting too. See, I didn't know that the blood's draining from the kid's head into the bowl and then the mother's like praying. I saw this as an interesting parallel between like satanic worship and paganistic rituals. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, you know, to them, like they're the good guys. They have this, you know, blind faith then they're like still cutting people and bleeding people and praying to a higher power. Like that's not too different <laughs> from Satanism at the time. Yeah, it's all just a matter of point of view. Exactly, yeah. So And so, yeah, it's very, very heavy prayers going on. He's still, he's kind of unconscious at this stage, right? He's always, you know, barely with it. And then yeah, he, yeah, he definitely hasn't come to or anything. That just must be like where that scene ends and then it opens the next day and the twins and Thomason are in the barn. I think she's just doing the daily chores again. And they accuse her of cursing Caleb and making him sick because she confessed to Mercy at the brook that she was a witch. Yeah, so now it's it's definitely set in their mind that she's a witch. Yeah. There's another point we forgot to mention mm. earlier in the film. I believe well, it would have been the first time we're introduced to Black Philip, the goat. Yeah. Is the twins are running around singing a song about Black Philip. 
Mm. So they've created like a song. It's like a nursery rhyme kind of thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what it was, but it's pretty saying Black Phillip's great, you know, he's the king, something like that. Yeah, true, uh, true. And so going into the movie, I knew about Black Phillip. I wish I could have watched it without like that knowledge because mm. then I think maybe, you know, that scene might have just been kids being kids. But yeah, so it's it's the kids. It's like they're, they're almost like conjuring something. Yeah, well, they've obviously created some sort of connection to this goat. Yeah, they dance around him, sing songs about him. And- yeah, so here, so that's where this brings it back to this. So I believe one of the twins now says, Black Philip told us you were a witch. Oh, so I think yeah. they, I think they dropped that in the conversation. True. Where, I, d- I didn't pick up on that. Okay, I might be making it up then. <laughs> but I think they do. Uh, Continue. Yeah, so I, I believe they say, yeah, Black Philip you know, says you're a, you're a witch. Black, mm. Black Philip told us. And so now they really think she's a witch. Yeah. And yeah. at this point, it could just be kids being kids, you know, making up stories yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you don't cause, know. Because they're very young. You know, kids lie. They make sure they have imaginary friends. Yeah. Anything like that. Thomason accuses them of something and it says they've been talking to Black Phillip. Yeah. Yeah. So she knows, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so this, this scene where the three kids are in the barn, she's milking a goat and you get this really cool part where she's, you know, squeezing the teats to get milk in the bucket and it's just blood yeah blood comes out which is cool and she kind of freaks out like jumps back knocks the bucket kicks, over kicks the bucket and you get this really cool shot of just the bucket on the hay and like the the deep red blood just slowly like trickling trickling out yeah down into the hay uh so then we've had that sort of tension between now the the siblings as well and this must be where the mother Catherine is kind of confessing to William in the house while she's kind of guarding and, and looking after a sick Caleb who still hasn't come to. And she's saying that she's homesick. She just wants to go back to the plantation. Well, no, even I think before that, she says she wants to go back to like England. Yeah, okay. Because originally they came from England. There was a there was a bit of dialogue between Caleb and Thomason oh, right. when now, they left. Where, they were settlers, yeah. Yeah, she was saying, do you remember the glass window? And Caleb's like, I don't remember any glass window. So they've they've come from a, an old place where... Like pilgrims. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they've come from a place with, you know, more advanced technology, as, as much as you can call it, mm. than what they are living now. And yeah. So, she, so now the mother is sort of being homesick. I miss that. That's true. You know, let's go back to the plantation. I don't mm. care about any of this nonsense anymore. Yeah. And I think she, this is also where she starts confessing that she's losing her faith. Yeah. Yeah. What well, love as well in general. Like, yeah. The loss of a loss of the newborn, like, uh, crushed her. Well, I interpreted that as her love of Jesus. Like, I don't, I don't know oh, if okay. she meant family or if she's just, I'll never feel that love again mm. is in reference to, I'll never be able to, like, fully believe in God or Jesus as much as I did. I can feel that. Yeah. Then it shows outside of, I think it's later in the day, you've got Thomas and Catherine kind of doing chores and then Mercy, the young young twin, is kind of singing something. It's not nothing to do with Black Phillip, but she's just kind of... And this annoying nursery rhyme that she keeps singing to piss him off. Yep, annoying is the right word. Yeah. Apart from it being kind of important to the story, I didn't like the kids. No. I hate kids in general, mostly. When they're that young, with high-pitched voices speaking in like a smarmy old language, <laughs> yeah. it did not make them likable. Yeah, but you need them. And in terms of kid actors go, the kid actors were great. Yeah, you know, they didn't, but they just didn't played, falter. They just played annoying characters. Yeah, I think so. But maybe um, maybe you're supposed to hate them. Maybe from the get-go, yeah, you're supposed yeah. to not like these little children because they're little shits. Yeah, I think you're meant to definitely get an idea of how they're getting on the nerves 
of the other family members while they're already under a great deal of stress having just been fucking outcast from <laughs> this new world. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so she's singing this song and interestingly, the camera kind of just like zooms in on the back of the kid's head. Thomas and Catherine just kind of like telling her to stop singing and then gets closer and closer until it's like almost uncomfortable and then you hear the scream. Oh, I think yeah. one of the kids screams or someone screams from inside and it's because Caleb has like woken up. Has Yeah, he's... He's conscious and he's doing stuff, but I don't know if he's fully aware, is he? Yeah, true. He's, bab- well, he's babbling. Yeah, he's he, talking he's, random shit. He's like in hysterics. Yeah, he, he's he, like he. I guess he's kind of reliving what has happened to him, kind of, because yeah. he says she's leading me into the hut or something like that. Mm. Was like it, she's on my nether regions, something <laughs> along those lines. Well, I think he's like yeah, literally like alluding to the fact that he was raped. Yeah, definitely. Just in like using you know. The terminology of that era Yeah and I mean What do you think it was for Because the witch Has obviously done stuff to him But left him alive So Was it for some sort of a ritual Or Yeah probably Yeah I guess I mean it gets lonely in the woods (laughs) (laughs) Okay It wasn't even a ritual She was just a lonely woman No lonely old woman Uh, um, Yeah we get this Really cool Really tense scene Of this kid Just kind of like Losing it And then He kind of just Stops breathing and his mouth, he just like holds it shut. And the parents are like, oh, he's going to like break his jaws. Like he's just biting down. Yes, yeah, so he has hard. like lock jaw or something. So they're trying yeah. to pry it open. Yeah, they stick like a knife in there or something. Yeah. And by this point, he's like biting down so hard. It's like blood running out of his mouth and shit. Mm-hmm. And he starts gagging and he like regurgitates up this small red apple. Yeah, on the which floor. Was, looked really cool. Yeah, great effects. It's not part from being kind of sickly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was hard to watch. And we were talking about this before. It was like a really cool biblical metaphor of like, you know, taking that red apple from the snake, you know, when Adam and Eve are in the garden and then... Yeah, just more religious stuff. I the first sin. Because you were saying that I didn't see that because I'm a bit of a dumbo. But (laughs) (laughs) the way I saw it was because earlier when they went hunting and came back, Mm. the mother was worried about them and said, where were you? And Caleb makes up a lie of, I saw an apple tree... I just wanted to go find the apples right, for, okay. like to make you happy. And I, I thought that was coming back. And so mm. now all of a sudden he's regurgitating an apple. Yeah. You know? I mean, it might be, it might be both. Cause I mean, like, like we've said before, it's nothing happens in a film for no reason. Yeah. So. Most, most of the time. Yeah. So anyway, it looked really cool. And then, so I think this is where they just break into prayers. Yeah. This is where it gets really intense and you're, you're just kind of in this confined room um, everyone's praying intensely around Caleb on the floor, and except for the twins. Yeah, except for the twins, they just say, "Oh, they can't remember the lines." Yeah, and... so because yeah, because they start re- re- reciting. Yeah, I don't know if it's the Lord's Prayer or it's it's a it's a certain passage of the Bible that mm. people always pray, mm. and they don't do it. And the father's like, "Come on, yeah, say the prayer. You know how to do it," and. I believe that harkens back more to witch law where mm. witches can't finish that verse. It is oh, a biblical, not okay. biblical, it's like a historical, yeah. quote unquote, historical yeah. thing where, yeah, that witches couldn't finish that verse or stand to hear it. Mm. And so it's really, the fact that they can't finish it might be yeah. because they have been influenced. See, 
even though like it wasn't an exorcism, it was just a prayer. But like the desperation well, in that, that room—that's rem- all. That's all an exorcism is. Is just a well, yeah. saying a prayer. Yeah, true. But like, I guess the intensity of that scene—it just reminded me a lot of the Exorcist, like the final scenes when yeah. they're just trying to expel the demon from Reagan. Well, th- yeah, this whole sequence of the movie is pretty much where like I was hooked. I was glued mm. to the screen. I could I put my phone down to like not on my phone, taking notes. Yeah, yeah, I didn't take any notes for a good five minutes because I was yeah. so enamored in this scene. And it was such good acting, especially by Caleb, who, yeah. who's like breaking into like this long monologue. Yeah, it's, it's just like unpredictable as well. Like one thing after another happens. Like he's one minute is in hysterics, next minute he throws up this apple. Then he's like got lockjaw, and then the twins can't pray. It's like all this stuff's going wrong. Yeah, he breaks into this monologue and he's talking about like his love of Jesus and welcoming me into your lap and all that kind of thing. And mm. the kids, the twins by this point are like writhing around on the floor. Yeah, almost in fits. Yeah. But do you think that was on purpose? I like, do you, thought do you... so at first, but given what follows, because they almost end up like comatose okay, after yeah. this. Yeah, because at first, yeah, I thought they, for some reason, were like devious and trying to stop anything from happening. They were trying to stop the prayer. That's what I suspected as well, but... I think you find out later that maybe they yeah just were actually having some sort of a fit and they were cursed with something. Yeah, and so family's now all on board with the twins that Thomason is a witch. Um, William the father denies it at first, but it kind of gets to the point where he's like at his wits end and he's like, <laughs> you know, I can't see any other logical explanation. They're such yeah. firm believers in their religion. It's good to see though, because yeah, at, at the start he turns to her and he's like, are you a witch? Do you mm. accept the Lord into your life? Yeah. Well, he's really direct with her and he's like, he's trying to believe her. Yeah. And uh, the scene ends with Caleb dying. He just, he re- recites this monologue that he's getting welcomed into heaven essentially and Mm. then just dies on the floor yep just dead yeah there's this really interesting line because now the twins are kind of like on a bed like not moving just like hyperventilating in in their sleep kind of thing Mm -hmm. and thomason's trying to like interrupt the parents arguing about what happens or whether she's a witch or whatever, and the father just turned around and yells, silence creature. Yeah. That was intense. Yeah, because this is... That this was actually is, terrifying. This is now where he, yeah, no longer believes that she's not a witch. He definitely believes now that someone is a witch. Yeah, Some, yeah. Someone is creating something, because Thomason is saying, no, I'm not the witch, they're mm. the witch. Now this is where she says, they've been talking to Black Philip. they've made a yeah. deal with him. Yeah. And so the father doesn't know who the fuck to believe, mm. except himself. And because a lot of the film is through the eyes of Thomason, like we believe her innocence. So it's sort of like you said, it's now this process of elimination of who is the witch. Yeah. It's really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, back in those days, they were very paranoid. Of That's course, right. Of course they can believe someone's a witch. And now um, this is where we, this is where things really get interesting because William actually boards the twins and Thomason up in the barn, like hammers wood over the door. Yeah. Uh, keeps him in there overnight. I, presume it's just to see you know if anything changes well, by daylight well he says that you're staying there till night tomorrow we're gonna go into town like they're gonna go back to the the village and right. sort it out and they're gonna figure out who the fucking witch oh, is. oh true they're gonna have like an actual witch trial yeah, yeah. which you know fucking burn them at the stake drown him <laughs> in a lake whatever like not a good time for all involved new because this is like the afternoon so he's boarded them up in the barn for the afternoon and then they bury caleb in the grave and it's just another long extreme long shot of just the parents by a tree, he kind of digs the grave, put the body in, look at it for a bit, starts to fill it, and then Catherine just like climbs into the grave, like caresses her dead son. Yeah, definitely a good shot, like visually. I reckon there could be a painting or something that I'd hang on my wall. 
<laughs> you morbid bastard. Yeah, well, I mean, it just Me looks like, I think every, well, of the two Robert Eggers films I've seen, there's always a scene that would just make a good painting. Mm. Then it fast, fast, fast forward? Fast, what's, what's the fucking verb? Flash forwards? I don't know. Fla- fast forward? Flashes forward? Yeah. <laughs> it fast forwards. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. It fast forwards to the night and William's like on his knees in the rain, like, Praying, like begging the Lord to. Oh like yeah, this this was a great, punish great, him great acting scene for his family's him. sins or whatever. Like take him, not his kids or something. Is this where he's fucking cutting wood again? Yeah, all he does is cut wood. But yeah, so he he starts praying to God. Yeah, I think he says he doesn't believe any of the witches, or he thinks it's his fault. Yeah, That's he right. blames he, him for their misdirection. Yeah, he won't. Or he won't let his sins like cause harm to his family. So mm. he's asking God to punish him. How he's like let them down because before this point, like before Thompson got put in the barn with the twins, she was like accusing him, like you can't hunt, you can't look after your family, mm. or you can't, you know, keep us back in town. All you can do is chop wood. So like it kind of comes back to that, I guess, as well. Yeah. And this is a really vehement performance as well because he's got like snot running down his face and his voice is cracking. Yes, yeah. and he's still maintaining that older dialogue. Oh yeah, I mean I don't, I don't really actor. know much else that he's been in other than like a couple of episodes of Game of Thrones. Mm. But he needs to be more. Oh, so both actors for the mother and father were in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know who he played in Game of Thrones because I haven't seen it in a long time. Okay, I've only seen one episode and it was like two people in like a gladiator arena type thing and some guy gouges oh, yes. his eyes out with his thumbs. Uh, the good scene, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, and I guess lots of incest. <laughs> lots of incest, lots of nudity, lots of death. That's Game of Thrones. All the good stuff. Um, and Thomason's watching this through like a slit in the wood in the in the barn as well so she's kind of seeing him at his most vulnerable which kind of breaks a wall down a bit between them I feel Mm. this is where things get really interesting because it shows Catherine in the house that night and she turns around and sees Caleb holding Samuel the two dead sons yep so you know you don't know if she's like hallucinating or if it's trickery. You don't know what's going on. I assumed it was a dream or something like that. Yeah, that's the vibe I got too at, at the start. And then it kind of shows the kids in the barn and there's like a thud on the top of the barn and uh, it's really dark in there. They You just hear the noises and see the shadows. And yeah, then, yeah, it's a very creepy shot where it's sort of following the sound go around the barn, yeah, almost we, like it's trying to find a way in. Which reminds me of that scene I was describing in the top five episode in Signs when they've boarded up the house yeah, okay. and it just shows the shadows and like pans across the room and you can just hear the sounds. How dare you compare this movie to Signs? <laughs> anyway. And then it shows the witch is in the barn with the kids. It's like this old lady naked like feasting on the goat in the corner in mm-hmm. the dark turns around and she just does this heinous cackle <laughs> which is just terrifying yeah old naked ladies are always terrifying <laughs> it's just a common thing in in home movies got the visit got the shining all naked <laughs> old ladies then it shows Catherine inside where she was watching the sons she was like i don't know caressing them and she was like getting ready to breastfeed samuel because <laughs> he was crying yeah she's like yeah i'm gonna feed my feed my little baby now yeah. And then it sort of cuts back to reality. What's actually happening is like a crow that's pecking on her breast, <laughs> which is very strange. Yeah. But I think... And she's like laughing. Yep. Laughing as the crow's just like pecking at her nipple. <laughs> yeah. So she's obviously had some other weird, like... It's really know, weird. En- enchantment put on her. But yeah, yeah. the third and final, hopefully, bit of witch lore that mm-hmm. I have for you is back in the day, people used to think that witches would 
breastfeed their familiars, I believe it was. Oh. Like they had a separate nipple or something to, to breastfeed their familiars. Right. So that's... Interesting. And now there's a crow. I didn't see that in no Harry Potter film. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the next one. Um, and this is really interesting because when it cuts to the next scene, it's the morning and it's a shot of the parents waking up in the bed and she's got that blood stain yeah. on the left side of her dress a, or whatever. I was a little confused about that. Cause so then it's like, oh shit, it actually happened. So yes, yeah, so it actually happened, but then... Or did it? Maybe it's just like she's bleeding from there, but it didn't happen. Because you'd, oh, okay. you'd think she'd realize that something's weird. Because it's never mentioned. She doesn't say, what I mean, the fuck, I've got a fucking bloody nipple. Well, she does look pretty freaked out. She's like wide-eyed and <laughs> deadpan. But So William wakes up, he gets out of bed and walks outside and the barn is destroyed. Like the door where it was boarded up is obliterated. Animals are killed, disemboweled like the dog was. The twins are gone. The twins are gone. I don't think you Never ever... to be seen again. Yeah, you never see them again. You don't know if they're gone, if they're dead. You don't know what's happened. Yeah. Um, and Thomason just kind of like wakes up on the ground inside the, the barn at the same time he walks out. Yeah, and so this is one thing where the father is pretty adamant that she's the cause now. And this kind of comes out of the blue as well. It's like they've planted all these seeds to kind of make you formulate ideas of what you think could be going on or where the curse kind of originates. And then William kind of steps towards the barn and gets fucking gored by Black <laughs> Phillip. Like, just rams him into the woodpile in, yeah. in the stomach. It's a nice shot because he's got, like, yeah, like the blood dripping out of his mouth and stuff. And mm. it's very... It's a very simple effect because I don't I don't think you actually see the goat gore him. It's sort of shot from above his waist. Yeah, true. He's yeah. like being stabbed you just by see something. Him get hit, and then yeah. it pans down and there's a fucking black goat there. Yeah, but true. Then does this weird like up on two hind legs kicking. Oh, he like rears and like shows yeah. off. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, I thought that then, was. And then he grabs he grabs his axe, his trusty wood cutting axe. Yep. And he's ready to fight the thing with fucking blood pouring out his mouth and his his open wound and stuff. Yeah. But then he sort of doesn't. He says something to God. He just he gives up some sort of prayer and is like, "I'm not going to become. He, I, I I'm think, not going to become like that. I'm not going to fight. I'm just yeah. Gonna, I'm going to accept my death." See, I interpreted that as like him letting himself die for his family. Like this is his punishment for his sins. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. So he thinks like, he's like, all right, fine. It's kill my me. fault. This is it. Take me, leave. This is gonna get him Everyone into heaven, like or it's at least gonna spare his family. Yeah. Like anyway, a um, lot of biblical undertones. We're making a lot of connections here. I don't know if we're just reading into it. But I mean, it's, it's a very biblical movie. Fair point to make. Very religious people in the movie. Yeah. So then Catherine comes out so of the house. So William's dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Black Philip rams him again and he like falls back into the wood pile and it all just like collapses on him. And all his like... hard work comes <laughs> crushing down on top of him. Yeah. So that was really nicely done. And like you said, really simple too. Um, and then Black Philip disappears, I think. he. Yeah. He just kind of like the job's done, just scampers off. and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause, because then the mother comes out. Then and Catherine comes out and sees the scene. Thinks that Thomason yeah. stabbed William. Sees the axe there, sees William dead with a gut wound and mm. yeah. So starts accusing her. Yeah. Starts, yeah, starts putting out things like, uh, I, I saw you back when Caleb was alive. Yeah. You were always giving him like slutty looks or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like a slut and a whore yeah, and stuff. Yeah. It's, immediately, yeah, really intense. Immediately, you're no longer my child. You're a witch. Yeah. See, what I love about this scene is the mother starts like strangling her and like beating her and stuff. And Thompson's like on the ground crying, but still yelling, I love you. Yeah. Like really, man, just tugs the heartstrings. It's... <laughs> Feels so bad for the kid. Well, because she's just she's just an unwitting victim of all this. She's just had all this blame yeah. put upon her, where she's just trying to live her life as best she can, yeah, trying true. to take care of her family. She's, she's the victim, yeah. And 
to defend herself, she has to kill her mother, who's like on top of her, scratching at her and stuff, and strangling her. And she, it's like, it's almost like a farm version of a meat cleaver or something, just like across the face. Just yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just something sharp. And then yeah, because she sort of slashes the mother on the face. Yeah, and that's when the mother's like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking kill you." Yeah, like you. Like you the did all this my family face. and now you've slashed me. That's the final Don straw. like Donkey Kong and then and so cleave it, it to the face. So it forces Thomason to just stab her in the in the neck or the head. Mm. And then it's just kind of lingers for a bit while Thomason's laying there with her dead mother on top of her. Yeah, it's like eerily still. It's like all this significant shit has just gone down and she just kind of like carefully like rolls the mother <laughs> off her, stands up, goes, gets changed, like just kind of falls asleep. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the it's like the aftermath of an explosion or something. It's like all this quiet after all this destruction. So yeah, it's weird to go from such chaos to still silence and mm, nothing. Exactly, yeah. And this is where the film kind of answers a lot of the questions and ties a lot of things up. So she wakes up and it's night. So she slept through most of that day, presumably. And she goes out to see Black Phillip kind of like waiting for her. Like the goat's like outside the pen and kind of like goes inside this little hut thing and she kind of just like creeps in with a lantern like follows him into the pen just sits down opposite him on this like little table and just kind of says is it you black philip are you the one who's done all this kind of thing yeah i was really unsure where it was going here because all this bad stuff's happened to her and now she's calmly asking is it you are you real like she she still doesn't kind of Mm. believe it but she kind of half does believe it so she's wanting proof and there's a couple of seconds where he doesn't answer. And so you think, well, okay, it's clearly not him. Yeah. And then she, it's almost as if she gives up and she's about to leave. And then he's like, yeah, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> it what is, what it is dost me. thou what, want? What, wouldst thou like the taste of butter? Yeah. And the, the voice here, it's like, it's, it's like the British accent of mm. the male. But it's like an ASMR voice. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's like so a, like it's like a deep, loud whisper. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's it's really creepy, pleasing to the ear. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's essentially asking all these things like, "Would you like to taste butter? Would you like a pretty dress?" And is essentially asking her to make a deal with the devil. Yeah, literally, because that's where witches get their power is they yeah. make a deal with the devil. And, and this, so it, I, I, he asks, "What do you want?" Yeah, and she asks, "What can you give me?" Yeah, she has yeah. nothing now. She's her family's dead. She's yeah. been outcast to a village, outcast from the village. Mm. So, what do you got to offer me? Yeah, and it's it's important to note too in this sh- in this scene, it's all a single shot like close up on her face, so you never see Black Phillip, which is but, a good decision because that would look crazy. Yeah, yeah. But interestingly, what makes it even creepier is as they're having this conversation. Once the goat finally speaks, this like man in black starts like creeping around behind her and puts his its hand on his shoulder and it's like oh shit so the goat was lucifer <laughs> yeah lucifer in disguise as a goat yeah and there's now like a black book at her knees and he's like sign your name yeah yeah and i think she says i can't sign my name and he's like i'll guide you yeah let's get this goal. yeah because she's probably illiterate i guess yeah surely back then yeah and um then asks her like to remove what she's wearing sign her name Next shot is outside the pen. It's her and the goat walking out. She's naked, kind of just like slowly walking off into the forest at night. Yep. Finds this clearing in the woods and there's this like bonfire with this coven of other naked witches around yeah, it. Just doing, doing this ritual. Yeah, doing, doing a ritual. They're all naked and dancing and chanting in a weird language. Yeah. Uh, and then the goat just sort of sits by them and she goes and joins them. Yeah, she just kind of like watches for a bit and then she kind of just like starts levitating, doesn't she? They all they, start yeah, they all start the levitating. Ground. So this is 
I don't know. Yeah, it's obviously end of the ritual type stuff. Yeah. Where they start levitating. And then a sh- in a shot that I guess, I don't know, Robert Eggers likes or something because it's mm. similar to The Lighthouse. Right. The final shot of the movie is as she's levitating, she starts laughing. And she yeah, starts, true. she's like that smiling. That is similar to Lighthouse, yeah. And so, yeah, so she starts flying and laughing and then it cuts the credits. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I was not expecting that abrupt of an ending, but I like it. Well, speaking on that ending, I made this point to you before is... I almost would have also liked it if they just cut it, her asking the goat in the pen at the end, like, is it you? And just having this like really long silence at the end, like the end of Inception or something. Uh, so it's like, you don't know if it's the goat so or it, not. It cuts before the goat talks back or anything. Yeah. So it kind of leaves you with this. Did, yeah. Was there something sinister? But mm. I think that would leave too many unanswered questions. True. Because then... True. Then there's all this Black Phillip stuff that doesn't lead anywhere. Mm. I suppose that's what the questions are. Did the, did the twins make it all up? Yeah. Um, and throughout the movie, I was questioning what the relation is between the witches and the goat, like the Black Phillip. Yeah. And the way it ended this way, it ties those two together well. And mm. like with Black Phillip being the devil, it's got the witches as like followers. Yeah. And that's what connects them in the movie. And Whereas it- it, without that then it's kind of yeah. two unrelated parts of the movie. True. You kind of need to know like where the witches come from and why there are witches, which is why you need that end sequence, I suppose. Yeah. Although it's not like you know what they're there for. Like why does the devil need a bunch of naked ladies running around the forest? To do his work. What's his work? He's Kill a busy man. Them. He can't be around <laughs> one place, Nathan. Do you think it's a happy ending? Because she's now I mean, f- sort of free in a sense and she's found you know, it's... A, a group of people to take her in. She's no longer... Yeah, she's got what she's She's wanted. no longer an outcast she's like no, she was for most of the movie. Yeah. Her family hated her. They're all dead. She has nothing left, but now she's got like this new family. She now has everything that she's ever wanted. Just figured out she can fucking fly. Like, I yeah. think briefly, this is a happy ending for, for Thomason. But obviously, there must be a point down the line where when you're a witch in this world, I presume, you then need to start finding like newborns to kill and all this kind of thing and that's like where it gets they get all like haggard and they have to then carry on like what's happened to them yeah they might be happy doing that i don't know i'm not a witch but um maybe she seemed happy maybe it just so happens that all the witches so far have were already evil people Mm. and now you know she's gonna be a witch and she's gonna be a nice witch yeah hogwarts and learn some spells (laughs) and shit she's got to be fucking pleased about it (laughs) you fat oaf (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that was that's the end of the movie. Yeah, see, something I noticed early on as well is like all those extreme long shots and the like chaotic string sections where nothing's really happening was just the drab color grading. Like everything looks really gray and has that tinge to it, even though they're in like a green forest. Yeah, okay. and I thought well, yeah. that was obviously a conscious decision, but yeah. that was really good as well. A lot of it was a bit of a dead forest because it's a lot of the trees and stuff are sort of bare. Mm. I don't know if that just might be the time of year because they say it's coming into winter, which yeah. is why. Why they have like such an issue growing the food because yeah. they say it won't last the winter. Yeah, true. And it just, it creates a really good setting because like we've said on this podcast before is isolation is one of those key tropes of like a horror film. And, you know, the fact that they're in the middle of nowhere, um, forest is a great setting for that. And you just make it gray, then it's just so dull. There's nothing there. There's nothing to do. There's no hope. There's no promise. It's so what you're saying is it would have been a shit time to live back then. What's the point? Yeah. Like you can see that this family would be despairing even before they were cursed. Yeah. I think they were just cursed from, from the get-go. Because where do you think they got Black Phillip from? Or, um, or did they already have a goat and yeah. then the devil sort of 
use that goat that they had as an inn. Well, they had chickens and stuff and goats, so they obviously were like bartering livestock back when they were at the plantation. But I think because you see the hare in the woods and you see the hare reappear getting closer and closer, like that one night it's in the pen, like I presume the hare is the form that the devil took first. Okay. so it, And so then it like right. went from the hare to the goat. Yeah, all right. Okay. Because I think one of the taglines on the film poster was like evil has many forms. And there was like a version with a goat, a version with a hare, a version with the crow. Nah, it's metaphorical. <laughs> Robert Eggers definitely, I think, has become my favorite director. Yeah. So what was your overall thoughts then of The Witch? Oh, I fucking loved it. Yeah? Yeah. It's, Hell yeah. I Because I, fucking 2015, the, mm. the movie came out. I've, how has it taken me? Quick maths. Eight years? Eight, <laughs> eight years, years to watch it? I wish I'd seen it back when it came out. Yeah. See, I loved it from the first time I saw it. But I think I'd only seen it like once before we, we recently we watched rewatched. <laughs> My God. I think I had only seen it once uh, before we rewatched it. There we go. And after the second time, it's like, yeah, that's fucking good. Like mm. I said at the start of this pod, like it should have been in my top five, but it's yeah, so well done. If you haven't seen The Witch, please watch it. I don't believe it's on any streaming services. At least it's not on Netflix or Binge. They're the only ones I have, so yeah, I bought it. But we watched it on Blu-ray. Yeah, but uh, very good. For sure. Sick. Well, that's pretty much it. That is our review of The Witch. I hope you've enjoyed the pod. Stick around. We've got uh, another interesting interesting episode coming up we're not reviewing a specific film yep. per se but no, no uh, review we're going to do a, a certain topic yeah we'll leave which, that as a surprise i think yep. so yeah we've got the socials up now so mm. a bit of a time capsule we're recording this four weeks later <laughs> yeah that's right so we've now got facebook and instagram the pod will be available on all streaming platforms as you heard at the start of this episode yeah, it's, it's been all- a headache <laughs> Yeah, it's all just dead, like house, dead House or Dead House Pod, I believe. That's right. Dead House Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Um, or you can just search Dead House on Facebook if you want to find the page. And yeah, thanks for listening. Indeed. Uh, we'll be right back. <laughs>